Hey guys, welcome back to the flip side. Today we are going to go over how to drill new skills or new variations that you're wanting to learn. And kind of our process about how we sometimes go about things and what we think works best, at least for us, and see what you guys can get out of it. Uh, Chris, do you... Personally, I like to use hits and resis and mats and all that stuff. And I know you used to give me crap a lot about drilling skills, but uh, has your perspective changed a little bit, at least, since I've met you about drilling things or... Yeah, pretty much just drilling things. <laughs> yeah, big time. So um, at first, I was like, you don't need to drill things at all. You can just send it, and you will figure it out. And like using... like. You do it differently than me because it, from my point of view, I was like, okay, yes, the trampoline and the foam pit and the resi are all really great tools, but I don't want to use the trampoline to drill a skill. I want to use the trampoline to send a skill. I want to use the foam pit to send a skill because it's like a safe place to crash. So what's the point of not full sending a skill if you're not going to use it? Like it's a safety area. So I'm in a safety area. I just get to do whatever I want. Then when I come to the floor, then I can send it there. That was my original perspective. But now I've seen like, and I think it was also my level of skills, not in, not even, I mean, yes, my level of knowledge, but like experience. So like, it wasn't that I had like a closed mindset. and wasn't willing to do it. It just didn't serve a purpose yet. And then once yeah. I got to a certain point and was working on like, say like double flips and like twisting and variations, it just made so much more sense to be like, Oh, I'm going to land on my back on the trampoline. And then it gives me the air awareness. So when I get to this point in the air, now I can do this next thing or like, yeah, just in that zone. So, I mean, it was super different. Um, I do want to just throw this at you. So when we do, I want to make sure that we talk about um, how to drill things for large moves, but also how to drill things for cleanliness. So like repping Ooh. them. So, so let's hit both, make sure we hit both of those. Oh yeah. Well, let's see. Drilling, so drilling for cleanliness can be a little bit more difficult because sometimes you have to break it down further than you would need to do for a big skill because the big skill you usually have the prerequisites down almost 100%. Where cleanliness, it's usually like a specific part of a skill that you want to clean up or like just overall like the whole thing, but for cleanliness it's usually I really break it down like even for a round off for gymnastics can be very sloppy if it's not done correctly and I mean drilling just the end part of the round off can be really hard to do for some kids and hard for some people to like really hone down so for cleanliness for that really just break it down to almost doing kicking up to a handstand and stepping down or doing a handstand and then learning to snap your feet down to the floor correctly before even going back to doing the round off again. And I'll make them do like 50 to 100 reps of just like really trying to figure out how their body feels in space at that time. Or like it was the same thing for at least for me for like when I was trying to do D leg or D leg twist on the ground. I just started with understanding the body orientation where I was in space to do the skill and feel comfortable with it and be feel like it was clean enough where I could land consistently and just getting used to actually flipping sideways and learning how to spot that because that was hard for me surprisingly 
but yeah okay so <laughs> let's condense this so it looks like what you're saying is um if you're drilling cleanliness uh no matter what your skill is you have to understand the beginning of the skill and you have to un- understand the ending of the skill and the middle of the skill and then you can use so you can use things like handstand snap down you can consider that a skill that relates to a round off you can learn a really strong back handspring and that will giving you the experience and knowledge of a different skill like it doesn't have to be a prereq it can just be relatable so the fact yeah. that a back handspring is relatable to a round off will make your round off better and then having that strong round off now you might have learned something else to add to your back handspring so everything is relatable and you can relate them and like add things that you learn from each skill to another skill as you build your toolbox of, of skills and knowledge. But that's the other thing is so uh, how much of this is knowledge based and how much of this is physical based? Like how much do you think uh, is muscle memory requirement and how much is it of just a mental understanding of what you're supposed to be doing? Ooh, that's kind of tricky. Um, the knowledge base definitely comes in time of like you really should at least understand the skill you're trying to do and not just huck it and hope for the best most of the time unless it's a very 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 simple skill but to me in my experience even teaching like much lower level kids that are just starting gymnastics really explaining how things should feel having that knowledge of what it should feel like, I feel like helps them a lot quicker. And then it turns into muscle memory. Because like even working on, for example, working on a handstand step down for some beginner kids, for us, just learning the position they should feel starts from them laying down on their back in a position that we just call pencil. And it's literally just laying flat Learning to squeeze your legs as hard as you can together, squeezing your back to where it feels like it's touching the floor, and squeezing your arms to your ears. And I walk them through, and I'm like, this is how it should feel when you do a handstand. If you can't get to this position, it's not quite a handstand yet, or it's not quite a stable handstand. And this is what our goal is to feel upside down. And then it gives them an understanding of like, oh, well, that makes sense. And then we work on it all the time. So then it becomes muscle memory of like how that position feels. So then if I need to give them a correction of like when they're kicking up to a handstand and they're like too archy or they're not kicking up and like they're piking, I'm like, remember, you've got to show that pencil position. Then it kind of clicks in their head and they remember how that feels. So then they know what they're doing. But That's super cool. So it is muscle memory, but you have to actively activate the muscle memory. Yeah. This is really cool. And I believe the way this works, I'm going to use hook kick as an example. So say you do a hook kick and it's like, you know, average. Okay. And then you're like, okay, well, <laughs> if I point my toes and I straighten my knee at this point and you do it and it looks great. And then you do a combo and you do a hook kick and you're like, that looked nothing like the hook kick I just did. And I figured it out. And then you rep it, the good hook kick a hundred times. And then you go back to your combo and it still doesn't look quite right. And you're like, well, how come in my combo I can't do it? And it's because you're focusing, you're spreading your focus out on the other skills. But yep. your hook kick is going to be better than it was, but it's not going to be the best one that you can do. And I, I think that does relate in gymnastics as well. Like if you're going to do a round off double Arabian, it, you know, it's going to look good. But if you do, 
a round off double Arabian punch front follow, like following like a, a large long pass. You're yeah. you're not necessarily going to have the cleanest double Arabian. You're going to have all the things that are happening that yeah. you know are adding to the strain of that trick or your focus is going to be spread out. And like there's muscle memory that makes it efficient and possible so you get the trick done in a way that is acceptable but it's not your best. So I think no. that so so it's like muscle memory knowledge and then it's and then now your muscle memory has increased based on your knowledge and then you add new knowledge to that and then your muscle memory increases and then you add new knowledge to that and your muscle memory increases again and so whatever your baseline is will slowly increase but it will never be as good as your perfect one yeah. so and that is like one thing where that's where we're getting yeah and that is like one thing relating back to uh i mean we always like to relate back to old episodes but like going back to like trigger words or like cue yeah it, it helps with the muscle memory because if you use that trigger word for example i mean relating it back to the handstand even though it's super simple thinking pencil and like knowing what that means in your head and there's so much that comes along with that of like how hard you should be squeezing how it should feel where you should be, where your leg placement is, and all that relates back to one specific word where it makes a huge correction once you think about it and you start to make it happen and you start to feel it. Oh, hey, I don't know if I ever mentioned this. I, know, I don't know if I ever mentioned this in, in a podcast or if I just said this to you alone, but um, how my triple cork doesn't have a trigger word. It just is what it is. Well, it has a trigger word now, and it's 3C. I call, I have been saying I've been kind of calling it that in my captions, like just as like you know shortened word whatever. Like that's kind of my way of like. And now it's stuck in my head mentally. I'm like because it's in my head. I'm like three twists. That feels different than a double cork. That feels different than two twists. But triple cork is still like an idolized thing because I idolized it from the beginning and it's too big in my head. So I call it three C instead because it's like that makes it my trick. You know, it makes it mine okay. versus calling it a triple cork because I've always viewed triple cork as something unattainable or it's like, that's his trick. Like that's my, my Guthrie's trick or like so-and-so combos that I've never said I do. So I call it three C. So it's like my, so that's my trigger word for that, which is really cool. So that's something else you have to keep in mind is like, don't relate your tricks to other people's tricks or like their triggers come up with your own personal triggers. And it can be the same word, but just give it that personal meaning or like a personal reasoning or like an experience behind it. Be like, Oh, I remember the time that I did that trick. This is what made it happen. And so now it is tied to an experience versus tied to what someone told you. Yeah, I agree. Like it is you have to make the trigger word more personal to you of like what works for you. That is like huge. But going back on topic, <laughs> since we yes. like to tangents also, um drilling things and especially so going back to drilling at least like bigger skills and not just focusing on cleanliness yet. Yeah. Sometimes I like to drill the big skill before I drill the cleanliness of it. Um like let's say you're working towards doing a let's say a full in. Just make it a big skill. Yeah. Um, if you can't do a back tuck, in in my theory, if you can't do a back tuck that's closer to one and a half times your body height, you have no reason to technically be trying to do a full in, because that is probably not going to end well and it's going to hurt when you fall. So I mean, Are you talking about on the floor? Or, yeah, just on, okay. Not on trampoline because trampoline's pretty easy. 
Right. But like on like to land it on the floor, you should not normally just like full send it. And like, oh yeah, I can do a back tuck, like I can do a full in. Like, no, not, not quite. But you can work there. It's like I feel like at that point you should really start to drill and like understand skill and the amount of muscle memory that you need to know where you are in space. So like starting out even is just getting used to actually stiffening up your ankles enough where you start to actually leave the floor quicker to get a higher set and then to understand how high you are and be able to gauge that within like that split second reaction to know that you'll be fine. And that even comes before twisting, in my opinion. Yeah. This is a, actually a really cool perspective on how to drill because you can drill your skill without drilling your skill, which is uh, something we've talked about with efficiently training. It's really, really cool. So something I do when I'm too tired to do triple core combos or it's like maybe a too complicated combo that I can't triple cork yet, I'll do the combo to cork snapu. And I'll figure out how that feels and try to make my lift feel similar to triple cork. But then I still have – now I have a, a sampler clip or at least like a clip from the training session that I feel like I succeeded at something or like I completed my goal or a goal. And and But it is also a step in the right direction of – so like you're saying drilling round up back tuck, but having that conscious – like that conscious goal of a, doing a full in. Now you're treating your back tuck differently. You're not doing round up back tuck and being like, yep, I can back tuck. You're doing round up back tuck and being like, okay, this is what needs to change to make it a full in. Oh, this felt the pop. Oh, now I'm doing a twist to it. This, you know, you, but you're not just sending it. And and maybe you do double full and you it makes you go higher than single full. And you're like, okay, well, why does it make me go higher? Because of this and this. So you're drilling full in without having to drill full in, which is extremely efficient, but it's also more applicable because it's that same idea of relatable things like when i do cork snap my set is relatable to triple cork so now i have that knowledge and now i can do them both better because of that so why is my triple cork higher than my cork snap oh because of this because they have that relation you know and that you're saying that same thing with the back tuck and the full end which is super cool Mm -hmm. and then even building off that like Eventually, like, you feel that you're high enough, and then to start, like, even gauging how high you actually are without just needing to look at video every time, if you don't want to have to videotape every single turn you take, you can start doing it on the mats and seeing how high you go. Because there's a point where you're not going to be able to go, like, eight, eight inches in the air. I mean, 64 inches in the air is pretty ridiculous, unless you're Simone Biles <laughs> and, like, you're just God, but... I mean, even looking at it that way, like going on to four eight inch mats, I mean, that's 30 extra 32 inches in the air to be able to set, flip, and land on, which is already really freaking high. It, well, 64 inches is only in. like five and a half feet, right? You know how high that is? Okay, so that would be okay. So, in theory, let's say you go at eight eight inch mats. So that's 64 inches. So. Yeah. Close that's to five, five and a half feet. So let's say, yeah. let's say you are five four. That's then you're flipping double your body height. Oh, but you got because you got to land back on it. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So because what I'm saying is when I did so when I was practicing for corkin, I was doing um I was doing corkins on the trampoline and I was doing as low full ins as I could do and so I was drilling it over and over on the trampoline and then comparing 
how low I could make my backflip from my full. So like I would do my full and I was like, okay, my feet are pointing at the ground right here in my full. And this is how high I am from the floor. I was about five feet from the floor. And I was like, okay, now I have to do it on, on like, this is on trampoline. And then I brought it to the floor and I did the cork and I was like, oh shit. I'm five feet above the floor. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that's how I knew I could do it. So that's something else you can apply to it. But yeah, that makes sense though, because I wouldn't have necessarily been able to land on 64 inches, but yes, I was 64 inches in the air. Okay. Yeah, All right. Because, I understand now. Yeah. And I mean, even going from that point of learning to gauge how high you are with a quantifiable like object or like how high you can go. Getting to the point where you were at, where you were just comfortable doing a full in and trying to see how low you could technically do it and still land it and not eat it, it's like a whole amount of confidence that most people don't have, which I <laughs> give kudos for because that is like terrifying to think about. But at the same time, you have that body awareness, and once you get the back tuck at a certain height, then you start doing a full at that height. You try to see how much more effort it takes and how much extra energy you need to eat the full by that time. And if you complete the full by that time, you know you have more than enough time to continue flipping. Because if you're close to three and a half, four feet in the air, I mean, you have a lot more fall time than you think. It's just in your yeah. head, you know how fast, you, how fast you're rotating and how small your turn radius and your flip radius is. Because the smaller it is, the faster it goes. But you have to understand like how that feels at first. And that all comes from drilling, you know, because we can only tell you so much with words, but like, we're just trying to tell you how to drill and how to go about doing it because the ultimate thing you gain from drilling is the knowledge and the feeling that you experience and how to put that feeling into words or at least into an understanding that you get and can apply to the physical motions that you're going through. So you know it's it it takes so many reps but this is something else i wanted to mention was uh you said to not necessarily take video every single time and using your surroundings to gauge your height so you can take more passes which i definitely agree with and then also like getting because when you take video you're like oh like i'm i'm pretty high you're like oh my rotation's good you know but but if you don't have those mats there like you know if you had like 64 inches mats and you're flipping on top you're like I am so high in the air. Like, holy crap. Or like you have someone stand with their hand up next to you on the trampoline and you do like a full in and you're like, oh, wow. Okay, that's how high I was. And then you do a full and you have them do the same thing and you'd be like, whoa, they're the same, you know? Like, so giving you that idea of how high you really are. Because if you saw someone else do a full that high, you'd be like, yeah, you have it. But now you're in that physical body and now you have to do it. You have a lot more like, oh my gosh, I don't want to crash. I don't want to be getting injured or anything. And so, but now you, you would tell that person to do it. So you have to tell yourself to do it. But then going back to taking the videos every time, um, I think if you're drilling for cleanliness, it's extremely important, especially if you're training alone. And if you're training power, then you should. Yeah, I would say take three passes max. Um, for cleanliness and for power tricks and then go watch your video and set it back up yeah. and try something new because it's I, never going to be perfect. So try something new, see what changes about it. And I think three passes is the max because you don't want to build poor muscle memory, but you want to learn from no. it and see what was 
uh, repetitive in, in those three. And then you see how you can change it and if it changes. Because maybe you do it thinking about something else and it comes out the exact same. So then that's not your solution. So you, And then trying different tricks too and being like, oh, well, this bad habit comes out like for hook kick, for example. You know, you do three hook kicks and you're like, oh, this was a little off. And then you try something else and it didn't work. So then you go to cheat seven. And then your bad habit is like now, now it's much more obvious because it's a larger trick. So you're like, oh, this yeah. is what I was doing wrong. So now you fix that bad habit in a hook kick. And you're like, boom, fixed. Now you apply it to the larger skill. So dumbing down your skill, but and then leveling up your skill and just like focusing because they're all related. So if you can find the issue, it, you know, then you can fix multiple things at once. I agree. Like that is, and I agree going to the video. It's just like at first, it, okay. So it, it's kind of hard for me to be on both sides, but it, it's good to not worry about getting it on video at first and just like kind of trying some and like seeing how it feels. But getting it on video is so helpful. It's just like, in my opinion, just like insane how fast it can help you. And that is one thing that I really agree with is like doing like three seeing and then going back and watching it, seeing how they look. And when you watch it, trying to remember what you were kind of like doing or feeling in the moment and like, oh, this felt like this, and it turned out like this. Why did, or like you watch it, and like, oh, why did that happen? Like, what was I feeling at the time? Because certain things will trigger differently and can make drastic different results. Or it could trigger differently in your head, but it looks very similar. And you're like, all right, so this doesn't matter as much that I need to think about. Like, I don't need to worry about the twist as much. I just need to worry about the, the rotational speed as much and how hard I can bring my knees up and then it, it gets the same result that I'm looking for, and it's just as clean. Right. You can't see that it like in your mind's eye as clearly if you don't have that video reference. Because like you can't see yourself doing skills. It's not possible. And I think I do know what you're trying to get at though, is like so you're trying to so you what you're saying though is like the video reference is good, but I think that you have to be at a certain level. You know, like if you're working on backflip, it's like, okay, it doesn't really, like you really got to rep that out and see how it feels and get tips from other people because of the level you're at. But once you're yeah. working on full in, but you have double back, now you can like do that video take. And like, it's also like, are you training with someone or by yourself? And like, is it a coach or is it a training partner? Like what kind of information are you really receiving? Is it really that good? Um, or is it, you know, just tips, opinions, you know? So getting the clip of yourself and giving yourself the tips and then applying it because I feel like if you get opinions from other people, you value them too much. And then someone might explain something a certain way and you're like, I don't feel that. And you're like, you don't have to feel that. That's why you need to figure it out on your own because, and that's why they're called coaches, not teachers because they're not teaching you the skill and teaching you how it's going to feel. And they're not teaching you what you need to do. They're coaching you so you can figure it out because you have your own body. They can get you to a certain point and give you a certain understanding yep. and give you a certain perspective, but ultimately you are teaching yourself all of yeah. that. Like we can give you so many tips of where to go, but we can't give you the exact right answer. Cause not everybody is the same. And, and you, we can't you, give you muscle memory yeah, either. Yeah, that just memory. comes from reps. Yep. It is the one thing that is hard to understand about drilling and learning new skills is like the amount of reps it can take to e finally get the skill down or get the part that you're looking for down even. Because like you could drill a skill, like even doing full in 
or I would say even corked sometimes, like especially for me, just because like twisting sideways is weird. Like drilling cork and understanding how it feels to twist off axis takes so many more reps for me than it would be just for a regular full. Like I could do a full all day, but for some yeah. reason, do because it's off yeah. axis. Like I have to crash and feel it and see like a video and like know where I am in the air and try to understand where I am before I'm ever able going to be or before I'm ever comfortable just like trying to put my feet down on the ground because like it it's such a different feeling then you also get that awareness over time of being able to when you crash and not just like know how your body felt but almost be able to visualize it in your head of like what went wrong oh just yeah a huge step to get to because like if you can figure out what went wrong of like why you crashed it wasn't just like a body feeling and then you can kind of like feel your way through the skill and be able to see it from a different perspective in a way of saying it like it helps so much more and how to break things down because you can see oh well i wasn't twisting right so that must have been in this part and in this part of the takeoff and then you can imagine what would happen if that particular thing like went wrong and you're like oh well at least i bailed at this point where i did because i still continue yeah. to trick long enough to fall safely and it that's kills a me thing. when people when, when people say like, "Oh, I, it didn't work because I opened up," and I'm like, "But why did you open up?" And they're like, "Oh, I just didn't feel right." I'm like, why? You didn't open up because you got like you got scared for some reason. Why did you get scared? It's not because you went upside down. Because if you went through the proper you know training for this, you didn't get scared because you went upside down. You didn't get scared because you overthinked it because it's been half a second. What did you get scared of that made you do that? Because something didn't feel right. And that's what you need to understand. You don't just be like, oh, it didn't work because I opened. You know, there's way, it's way deeper than that. Yeah, it is. And that's like one thing I've started to really work on with a lot of my gymnasts lately is like, they're like, oh, well, that was a bad turn. I was like, well, what went wrong? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was like, yeah. well, think about it. What didn't feel right that caused it to happen? Like, oh, well, the handstand didn't feel right. I was like, well, okay, what leads up to the handstand part of a front handspring? Well, this part. Okay, so did something there feel wrong? Like when you started to push off your foot? They're like, yeah, it felt like I was going sideways. Okay, so now you know what to fix for your next turn. I'm saying, oh, that was bad. You right. have no idea what. It makes a lot of sense. Well, hey, we have a little bit of time. So what about this? Um, drilling to keep moves. Like, so do you, how often do you need to drill to keep a move like full in? Like how often do you need to do it? Or like, what about like a cleanliness? Like what if you want the sharpest box cutter ever? How often do you need to drill a box cutter to keep it as sharp as you can? I, th I think that partly depends on your level because if you're like, high yeah, level, like your scale of like skills, like skills skills become skills. easier to just be able to whip out and try and then mess around with it. But like, especially learning it at the beginning, like let's say you're just breaking into that level and you're really wanting to make a box cutter really sharp and really clean looking. You probably need to do five to seven every other to like every session and like be doing like small drills here and there of not doing the full skill like doing certain parts of the skill that feel weak like the efficiency side of it strong. yeah so like, like you want good box like, cutters so you you'd make sure that you focus on doing a lot of cheat sevens and the thing that relates from cheat seven to box cutter might be that 
knee drive before the hook kick. And so you make sure that you focus on that and apply that during the skills that relate. That makes a lot of sense. And then maybe cool down with like cool down or warm up with like big round off full or cool down with like, like cart dub combos so that you can retain knowledge and memory and feeling of a full in. Um, Or like for me personally, if I can triple something, I can full in that. So anything I've triple corked, I could cork in. And any, and any time I've done a cart trip, I could have cart full in. So that's my thing is like, if I, so like I'm training those skills when I'm training the other skills. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You don't necessarily have to drill that skill. Um, but yeah, I say like any skills that you want extremely sharp, um, for cleanliness, I'd say do at least one per session or at least three if the first one doesn't come out the way you want it to or like to expectation. And then for power skills, I say you got to at least do it like I say at least every other week, once every other week. And but that doesn't also so like something like double back, like I could yank a double back on tramp and be like, yeah, I'll throw it on floor now. Like it's just because but I do double back on trampoline every week. So or like probably multiple times a week. So that's something another way to retain skills is you can cool down on trampoline. You don't have to be on floor if you're too sore or like, or if you're working on the cleanliness aspect of it now, taking away a lot of the strain from being on floor and putting it on trampoline is a good way to retain skills because you might've been in training round off the whole session, but you weren't training things that related to full, uh, to like full in, but you can just do a full in on the trampoline. And now you have both sides of it and you just connect them later because you've landed one before. So you know, the, the, the points of it that are important. Yeah. And like the biggest thing to not walk or to not do especially if you're starting to just drill the skill or you're still kind of inconsistent or you're like inconsistent on cleanliness is just never doing the skill just drilling certain parts you still have to do the skill every once in a while i guess yeah. i think that like 100 like there but if you like let's say you start landing full in like somewhat inconsistently but you're able to go for it and then for two weeks three weeks you don't do double backs, you don't do full ins, you're just doing set into it and you're focusing on the height and into the full. You won't be comfortable or as comfortable as you should be doing the second flip as you will the first, and then you will act then you'll accidentally kind of regress on that part. You'll forget how it feels. Then you'll have to kind of like re teach yourself to be comfortable with it and like be able to really full send it again which is also a, a hard hurdle to get over so it's never don't avoid the skill because you want to make it cleaner because that's a really cool point of view yeah it, so here, let me send this in there um the someone once said what if you sessioned every single day for the week but you didn't session seven times you sessioned one time so you just tricked you know on saturday and then on Monday, I mean on Sunday, I'm sorry. So you trick on Saturday and then on Sunday, you're going to trick again. And you're like, I'm not, this isn't a new session. You know, I don't have to warm up my tricks the same way I warmed up yesterday. Like yesterday I warmed up with like box cutter or whatever. And then today, instead of warming up with box cutter, I'm just going to warm up with double box because I did box cutter yesterday. Like how, like the, the feeling and the understanding and your awareness of your body and how your body feels and all, and, and the, the, like any unknown factors are, are now 
reduced significantly because of the how often you're training. So if you can get that mindset and be like, I am not doing the second session of the week, I am continuing my session from that day. So now I don't need to like I don't need to do a, a dub timer anymore. I can just do a dub. So you have to get over that. Well, like if you have to learn your new baseline. And then, um, because you don't want that to happen, like you said, like you don't want to spend so much time between one full end and the other full end that now it's a new thing. You like, cause that yeah. happens where you're like, man, I, I like the first one's always the scariest, but what if you remembered that last one and it wasn't the first one anymore? This is like, cause you have that mental block of like, oh, this is a new session. Now I, I haven't done a full in this session. Like maybe you just did a full in, you don't need to, or like you did do a full in like yesterday. So you can do it, but it, it's still number two, you know, don't yeah. give it so much weight. And that's, and that's what that time, that time in between the sessions is what gives it so much weight. And that is true. It, it really does. Especially if you're only landing one and then that freaks you out where you don't try another. It really is more daunting. And especially I feel like the second one is always the hardest one to go for because the first one you... The first time you really full send a new skill, you're going to throw it harder than you do the second time because the second time you're always going to usually overanalyze things on accident. And I think we've touched base on that before and it's it almost always happens. You just can't yeah. be afraid of that and yeah. still try to like, rip it and go for it. But um, before we end the episode, um, the last thing that I really want to touch on Coming from a gymnastics viewpoint into seeing tricking, if you have access to a pit or a resi mat, not be afraid to use it and feel like you look stupid because everybody uses them. And like when you're learning new skills and you really don't feel comfortable landing on your feet or you don't feel like you're going to land safely, even if it's just onto a resi mat, like onto the floor, it feels more comfortable just to like throw it into a foam pit somehow. Try to figure it out. It will it will build the confidence anyway, and then once you feel more confident in the air of like where your body positions are, you could throw a mat in the pit, or then you could just move over to the resi. Be like, oh, okay, now I'm I'm comfortable where I'm at. Now I want to try to land it. If I can land it here somewhat safely, then I can try to do it on the floor and be less afraid of crashing. Because I know a lot of people get afraid of crashing because crashing sucks. It hurts usually, but you know. You can't let it hold you back too much, and you have to start working past that fear point of just like, I need to learn how to fall correctly, but I don't know how to yet, and I want to take too many steps before trying this. So do a couple into the pit, put it onto the resi, put it onto the floor. Like, do not be afraid to use things. That's a super cool thing to finish on. Yeah, it's like, it's really the anyone, the people who look who think they look the stupidest and the people who are worried about looking the stupidest progress the least. The people who don't care what they look like and are putting the time in and taking their passes, those are the people who are going to progress the most. So don't, yeah, don't worry about how you look. Don't worry about what you're drilling or how many times you're taking your passes and doing the exact same skill over and over because you're going to rub it in the other person's face if, you know, so don't, don't worry about getting made fun of over that. And do you have anything else to add to any drills or anything? I think that's it. Um, you guys know our Instagrams. Uh, hit us up if you want drill ideas. All right. And we'll see you guys next time.